Hi, I'm Richard, the founder of 10 Adventures, and this is the 10 Adventures podcast. Each week, we talk to real people about real adventures as they explore this incredible planet we all live on. It seems everyone this summer is choosing to go to Europe as travelers want to experience a different culture, great food, unique architecture, and maybe just sit in a cafe not being able to understand a word that is being spoken by the rest of the clientele. But getting to Europe is a long flight and airfares are getting increasingly expensive. So today we're going to talk about where to find European culture here in North America. Yes, we're going to talk about the great province of Quebec in Canada. And here to help us is Matt Boulanger-Messier, Operations Director from Fjord en Kayak, a boutique tour operator in the Saguenay region of Quebec. Hi Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hi, nice to meet you, Richard. I'm really happy to be here with you. Uh, I'm excited to chat more about Quebec. Uh, I used to live there for a little bit and fell in love with it. And I still, uh, believe it or not, I have a ton of maple syrup now. I, it, it's a cliche, but once you can have real maple syrup all the time, I go and I, uh, my family loves it. Uh, it's just one of the great things in Quebec. Um, but, you know, I've seen firsthand how Quebec is is just different from the rest of Canada, the rest of North America. But you deal with guests all the time that you know are coming to the Saguenay region. What do you hear from people when they talk about you know why Quebec is so different and so special? In the province of Quebec, like all the culture is totally different, and even more the language. We're speaking a different language, uh, and also uh, and also yeah. If you are traveling like in Montreal or in Quebec City. You're gonna find a very specific architecture that looks like European European uh, architecture, and you can walk like in the very old town of Montreal and Quebec City, and this is very gorgeous, you know. And all those cities, Montreal and Quebec, they are alongside the Saint Lawrence River, so you are always close to water and also close to a city, and then surrounded by nature. So that makes like our lifestyle in the province of Quebec, very gorgeous, surrounded by nature. It's very, very fun. A lot of fun. And, and yeah, one thing about, although you have the, you know, Montreal's, uh, you know, I think the second biggest French-speaking metropolis in the world after Paris, uh, Quebec's, uh, I think it's about a million people. Although they're these big cities, there's a lot of nature in, in Quebec as well. And it's it's really well known for the, you know, all the abundant rivers and lakes. And uh, there's also the Laurentian Mountains. But uh, you're focused in the region called Saguenay. And can you maybe talk a little bit about what makes that area so special? But the Saguenay region, we are located just a little bit more up north of Quebec City, about two hours, two hours and a half of drive from up north of Quebec City. Uh, and we're at the limit of the Boreal Forest, you know, so we are surrounded by coniferous trees, a little bit of deciduous trees also, and it's just uh, nature and nature everywhere where we are located. Uh, and there's a few um, national parks, uh, also a biodiversity reserve, where you can find a lot of lakes, rivers, hiking trails, uh, camping sites. Uh, tons of activity to do, yeah, for sure. And there's something called the Fjord de Saguenay. And so what exactly is that? But a fjord, actually, a fjord is a glacier valley with salt water. And this is something very unique that we got here in Quebec. Uh, so the fjord of Saguenay is located between the, the town of Saguenay and the small town of Tadoussac. Uh, Tadoussac is at the mouth of the Saguenay. And the fjord of Saguenay is uh, uh, finishing in the St. Lawrence River. So it's a very long corridor. It's very narrow. It's about two kilometers uh, wide, uh, the average of it. And it's 100 kilometers long. So just to give you an example, if you want to paddle the entire Saguenay in a sea kayak, it will take you five or six days to do it completely. 
So it's a very long fjord. It's very unique, you know, with all the capes and cliffs all along the way. Uh, so you can just imagine a fjord in Norway. It's about the same here in Quebec. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually have I've seen the fjords in Norway. I've never seen the fjords in Quebec. So I was wondering, is it going to look like Norway? And uh, uh, th th that's a really special, uh, a special part of the world, though. You talked about paddling, which is obviously in summer. Are there things to do in the Saguenay region in the rest of the year besides paddling? Of course, like in the in the winter season, which is actually my favorite season, to be honest, <laughs> there's a, a lot of activities to do. A lot of, um, of people coming here in our region, they, they're going to enjoy a dog sledding tour or dog sledding expedition. And also you, you can book for um, a snowmobile uh, experience with a guide or not, or you can just rent a snowmobile. Uh, and also we got we got few um, ski resort uh, to enjoy a very nice ski day. And finally, there's few um, uh, national park where you can where we can find a snowshoe trail. And there's uh, one national park in Saguenay that is called the Mont Valin. Uh, this one is well known during the winter because at the top of the mountain, all the trees, the coniferous trees, looks like ghosts. You know, with all the snow sticking in the, oh, in the wow. trees, looks like yeah, ghosts. I've so, seen photos of that. Yeah, that looks so cool. It's very magical to go there, like in in a snowshoe. Uh, uh, trail you know so so yeah there's few few things to do even in the winter uh, now i want to come back to sea kayaking obviously uh, your company is fjord on kayak which is a, a sea kayaking company can, you know can you maybe just go into like what makes the fjord de saguenay like what, what what makes it such a great place to have a sea kayaking trip it's it's hard to explain because there's tons and tons of stuff that makes the fjord of saguenay a very unique and special special place to pa uh, to paddle for sure, there's the, the marine mammals that are visiting us in the Saguenay. So uh, we can see the beluga, the minke whales coming, coming in the Saguenay. And actually, the beluga whales are living all year long in our region, like in the St. Lawrence River and at the mouth of the Saguenay. And also, we got a population of uh, harbor seals also that are staying all year long in the Saguenay. So with the marine, ma the marine mammals, we got like a very uh, unique experience in the sea kayak. And also paddling all along the capes, you know, it's just gorgeous. You feel so small in your in your sea kayak when you're paddling like alongside a uh, 300 meters cape, you know, um, that's very, very gorgeous. And so when you're uh, on a sea kayak, you know, you have these huge cliffs on either side. It sounds like, are there like bridges you're going by or, or, or cities or towns or is it kind of just complete nature? Just, you know, you and whoever you're kayaking with. But first of all, to go across the Saguenay, there's two places, one at the, at the beginning in Chicoutimi and one at the end at the mouth at Tadoussac with a ferry. But in the middle of it, on the 100 kilometers, there's no bridge going across the Saguenay. Uh, and also there's few villages along the Saguenay, but very small villages, very beautiful with colorful houses that looks like a little bit of, um, uh, I can say it in English, like a fisherman uh, uh, oh wow! Fisherman Village, you know, uh, just few of them al alongside the Saguenay. So you can paddle easily like an entire day uh, without say seeing like nobody, you know, n uh, no human sign on the Saguenay. Yeah, I've done a bit of kay sea kayaking on the West Coast, and you have to deal with like waves and currents and, and things like that. Do you have the same issue in the Saguenay, or is it, it? It seems like it might be flatter because it's fed off a river, but I, I have no idea. But a, a fjord, uh, the fjord of Saguenay is kind of a strange mix between a, a sea and a river. So we got we got the phenomenon that we're gonna find in the river. So we got current, current that is going from Chicoutimi to to Tadoussac, 
because a, a part of a fjord is a river. And also, it's kind of a sea because we've got tides and one of the biggest tides in the world, you know, we can, we can easily get six to eight meters of tides in a day. Oh, wow. So we've got tides and also, of course, we can get waves and, uh, and the, the waves that we can get in the Saguenay, it's, it's more like small waves uh, that are created by the wind. It's not like kind in the sea that you're going to find like very huge and round wave in the Saguenay, it's more like very small and choppy wave. Um, but yeah, it's not only flat on the Saguenay, so we can easily see, uh, find uh, sea conditions also. And so for people who have never been in a sea kayak, can you maybe describe what it's like to be in a sea kayak? Because I know when I first went sea kayaking, this is before, you know, the internet and all those. So probably, you know, the internet was around, but, you know, the, you couldn't just go watch on YouTube. And I had no idea my first day, like, what is this going to be? Uh, and it kind of surprised me how the whole thing worked. So the experience to be uh, to, to do some sea kayak actually is a sea kayak. It's a very long boat. It's very narrow, and when you're seated in your sea kayak, you got a spray skirt that you gotta uh, fit around your, the cockpit of your boat to to protect all the, the the water coming in in your boat if there's waves and everything. And also uh, during our expedition at Fiara Kayak, we're putting all our gear, personal stuff and group gear, in the hatches in front and at the back of your boat. So uh, there's hatches, waterproof hatches on your boat. So we're gonna put all the equipment in it. And in, in a double kayak also, you got a, a hatch in the middle. Uh, so yeah, we got double and solo kayaks and a double kayaks is a little bit more stable uh, than, a, than a solo kayak. And also what is very nice with a sea kayak is you got a rudder at the back. So it's very easy to steer your boat with the rudder. So you only need to push right or left with your foot, with your, your foot pegs. And then it's easy to turn right and left and it's very, uh, very easy to paddle in uh, a sea kayak, yeah. And I think the one thing that's really unique is it feels like you're like right on the water because, you know, it's it's such a, a low profile. It, it's kind of a different feeling if you've been like canoeing where you're kind of above the water. Uh, it really, it feels like you're almost in the water, but you know, you're dry. It really is a fantastic, uh, a, fa a fantastic experience, but it does take a couple hours to get the balance right. I don't know if it was just me, but at the very start, every little ripple is, I was worried until I figured out kind of how to shift my uh, shift my balance. Yeah, but for sure, like it, it can take easily 20 to 30 minutes to, to feel really comfortable in your boat, uh, even more if, if you're in a solo kayak, because for sure a sea kayak can capsize, it, it can, <laughs> but uh, it's not what we are, uh, uh, this is not the objective of our tour, you know, to capsize. <laughs> Normally the guide are uh, taking care of, uh, are helping, actually the, our guides are helping uh, our, our, our guests to, uh, to become better and better in the sea kayak. Now on the overnight tours, th those are, you know, I think ones that are really special where you get to camp out, but, but what does a, a typical day look like on one of the overnight tours? But actually, we got the diff, uh, different length of, uh, um, of uh, expeditions. So we start at two days and we're going up to six day trips. Um, and a typical day, normally we're going to paddle 15 to 20 kilometers and about four to six hours of paddling. And then normally we stop in the middle of the day for lunch. We like to stop at least an hour for lunch. All the meals are prepared by the guide. And yeah, as I said, 15 to 20K per day, four to six hours, we stop an hour for lunch. And normally we like to be on the water around 9.30 and 10 a.m. And we stop uh, at the end of the day at the campsite around 4, 4, 4.30 p.m. And then we enjoy uh, a nice evening at the campsite with the guide making the, the meal uh, for, for dinner. Uh, enjoying a nice cup of wine, enjoying the view, and maybe hearing whales uh, in a second. 
yeah, that just sounds incredible. The idea of like hearing whales while you're having while you're having dinner. What are the campsites like? Are these campsites where you're, you know, they've built uh, little platforms to put your tent on? Are you camping right on the beach or on just like, uh, you know, like a, a grass, you know, meadow? That's a little bit difficult to, uh, to understand sometimes when we're uh, saying that the Fjord of Saguenay is just caves all along. So uh, how are we going to find a camping site over there? But actually, what is uh, amazing, it's on each side, uh, North Shore and South Shore, there's a national park. So it's the Fjord of Saguenay National Park. And they created um, a few campsites along the Fjord of Saguenay. So there's 12 of them uh, all along the Fjord of Saguenay on both sides. Uh, and also all those campsites, they are made with a wooden platform. Actually, there's normally six wooden platforms. There's a outhouse and a few of them also, they, they got a kitchen area with a shelter for, for the kitchen with the picnic tables underneath. Some of them, uh, we are a little bit more in the, deep in the forest. Some of them were close to the water on the rocks. So that's why there's wooden platform to sleep. Um, so yeah, they are all uh, owned by the National Park. Uh, that sounds incredible. Just you know, paddling all day and then going to going to sleep at night. Um, six hours of paddling is that a lot? Like I, I remember when we did it, we did it with uh, like my nieces and nephews who were kids, so we were not going fast at all, and so it didn't. You know, my arms never got sore. But uh, h- how do you pace it so that people who are new to this don't end up with just you know terribly sore arms at the end of day one? Yeah, but of course, if you want to do like a six day trip, we're gonna ask uh, that. Uh, we're going to ask for a bit of experience uh, if you want to do a six-day trip, like in a two-day and three-day trip. It's a little bit more for beginners. So like that, uh, it will be easier for, for the guests to do the entire trip. Uh, but for sure, six hours of paddling, it's a long day. Uh, and also for uh, six, six hours, normally it's, it's our worst day, you know, like the, the, the weather is not is against us. Uh, the current also is against us. So sometimes it, it happens, but normally we're trying to to be more like close to four hours than six, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, that sounds good. And I assume there's time to go and explore little coves and, you know, go and just see, like, just see how life is on the fjord and just, you know, see the the animals and nature and just kind of relax at, at certain times. And, and taking photos and photos and tons of photos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when's the best time to do this? Is this something that you can do, you know, in spring and autumn is or, or is it mostly a, a summer trip? It's mostly summer trips. I would say that in June, there's a lot more mosquitoes. Like in Quebec, we're well known for mosquitoes uh, in June. So, uh, if, if you don't want, if you want to avoid uh, mosquitoes during your trip, avoid the month of June, <laughs> that's sure. And then uh, mid-July to August, uh, uh, late August, I will say that's the perfect spot uh, if you want to enjoy uh, best weather, uh, less mosquitoes uh, for your trip. I will say that. And also, this is possible to book a, a tour with us, a trip, uh, until mid, mid-September. And mid-September, what is amazing, this is the color season. So we're going to see all the colors on the capes. Uh, all along the Saguenay. So uh, it's a little bit more fresh and chilly in the evening, but also this is the color season. So there's nothing perfect, you know? So we need to, cho- to choose what we prefer. Uh, like uh, in August, it's, this is more, um, uh, this is more, uh, more comfortable temperature, you know? The water temperature is also is more comfortable, but there's no color in the trees. So 
Uh, that would be incredible just to be, you know, paddling and looking up and seeing these, you know, incredible autumn colors all around. Uh, how cold is it in September? Because I feel like Canadian Rockies September cold would be colder than Saguenay cold, but then I'm not sure because you're a little bit farther north. It depends every season, but uh, for sure, like in September, uh, a night can get chilly, like below 15 degrees uh, during the night. But during the day, we can easily get 20, 20 degrees in September. In the Saguenay, we're more talking about the water temperature. <laughs> so, in, oh, okay. yeah, in, <laughs> in Saguenay, uh, during the summer, like mid-July to uh, late August, the water temperature where we are at Lens Saint-Jean, it's around 18 degrees, 20 degrees. In the wintertime, everything is frozen, so it can get easily to 4 degrees uh, late September and beginning of October. Oh, so it starts to become really dangerous when the water temperature is that cold that if, you know, someone does submerge, all of a sudden you probably have uh, a lot more worries for your guides if someone's in the water. But uh, we need to wear a wetsuit at least. <laughs> so we're providing all the equipment that we need to. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah uh, for that temperature. Yeah. Uh, I think the idea of just going to see the autumn colors from, from a sea kayak sounds incredible, um, especially because I know a lot of people go to Quebec already for autumn colors just to, you know, look at the beautiful Laurentians or Mont Royal in, in Montreal. Um, but in, uh, if people want to get to the Saguenay regions and do one of these trips, how do they get there from, let's say they have to fly to Quebec? Uh, from Quebec City, there's actually two, two or three different uh, ways to get to Saguenay. I will say that my favorite road to get to Saguenay is, is taking the 138 following the St. Lawrence River. And then you can, you can st uh, pass by Tadoussac. You can stop there for a night and book for a well-watching tour. And then you can you can take the 170 following the Saint Laurent, uh, the the Fjord of Saguenay, and then you can get to Lens Saint Jean where we're located. So the 138 from Quebec City, uh, I would say it's the most scenic road to get to Saguenay. Uh, there's another one that is passing through um, a national park, uh, which is called the 175. So this road is more like an highway and it's passing through a national park, as I said. So it's just trees and mountains and forests everywhere. It's very beautiful. Uh, but for two hours, two hours and a half, there's nothing except trees, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then the 138, you're following the St. Lawrence River, passing through very small and beautiful villages uh, with scenic, uh, scenic view uh, on the St. Lawrence River. And you can stop in many places in, uh, in those villages. So I will uh, definitely recommend to take the 138 to get to Lens Saint-Jean and the Saguenay region. And how long of a drive is that? Uh, from Quebec City, it's two hours and a half, three hours. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So you can fly in in the kind of midday or afternoon, have a beautiful drive out and then start an adventure. Yeah. And also, uh, actually, there's another uh, airport uh, near the Saguenay region. It's called Bagotville. And there's direct flight between uh, Bagotville and Quebec, Montreal, of course, and also with the other cities in, the, in Canada. So you can get also a direct flight to Bagotville. Oh, wicked! I didn't, I didn't know that. That sounds uh, makes it even easier. Um, so, so you know, with all these guests that come out and do this, you know, a lot of them it's their first time doing a sea kayaking trip. Maybe their first time in Quebec. Um, you know, what do you ever hear? Like guests are surprised about something about the trip at the end. They're like, I can't believe this happened. Mm, that's a good question. I think there's tons of stuff in Quebec that people can be really surprised. Probably the, the culture, the food. Uh, we got very, very good food here in Quebec. Uh, pretty much in the biggest city, like in Quebec City, you can find very gourmet uh, restaurants. Uh, but I will say that the marine mammals, normally this is something that 
uh, all the guests are talking about. Uh, when they are seeing like a, a whale in the St. Lawrence River, they are always, uh, it's a francophone word, but they are always flabbergasted, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just thinking like, I, I could imagine just like being in your tent and, uh, or having dinner and looking out and you're hearing belugas surface and like hearing, hearing them blow. I thought, what a, what an incredible experience that, uh, I'm sure there's other places to, to do that on the world in the world, but I've never heard of anything where you like, you fall asleep to whales breaching. Uh, that just seems so special. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and this is really unique to, uh, to get marine mammals in our region. And, uh, I hope that everybody can enjoy that because it's it's just unique and and yeah thinking of the whole hundred kilometer fjord is there a part of the fjord that you like you know having seen so much of it that you always look forward to that oh yeah day three or day two or whatever it is there's some part of it that you think is just really special i hate that question (laughs) (laughs) because like uh, it's so beautiful everywhere and every uh, section of the Saguenay they got something unique like uh, there's a, a special cape like uh, Le Tableau that is called that is a very flat cape that I really enjoy paddling, paddling alongside uh, the Bay Eternité uh, where there's the biggest cape that is called the Cap Trinité uh, which is just something really unique with a statue on it. The mouth of the Saguenay also is very unique because when you're paddling in the Fjord of Saguenay and you're finishing in the in the St. Lawrence River, all the landscape change and the smell of the air also change a lot. It's more salty in the air. Uh, the water temperature is more cold. It's colder and the color of the, the water also change a lot. So all the mouth, the, uh, the last day of our trips also is really unique. Yeah, so there's many different places that I enjoy the most in the, along, uh, along the Saguenay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just sounds incredible. Just like what a way to kind of immerse yourself in nature, turn off the cell phone, get away from all the day-to-day work and just like just spend, you know, two days, four days, six days on on the water. Thanks for coming on the show today, Matt. It's been a real pleasure hearing about these these trips. I actually didn't know there was sea kayaking in in eastern canada and so it's cool to hear about the saguenay fjord um and yeah having spent some time in quebec it is really like it's a great way to get some european feeling and food and just like kind of get get away from it all without having to fly across the atlantic ocean but uh, thanks for taking the time to share all this great information with us that was a real pleasure to be here with you richard and i and i hope that uh, we can talk a little bit more about quebec because there's so much stuff to talk about and uh, I'm really happy to be here today. Excellent. And I'm going to put some of the trips we talked about. I'll put links in the show notes so you can get a feel for what these kayaking trips are, because um, it just is an incredible way to experience kind of the world from 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 the middle of a, of a kayak. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of the 10 Adventures podcast. We'll be back next week to explore the world and hear about more epic adventures. Listen to other episodes of the 10 Adventures podcast on Amazon Music at amazon.com slash 10adventures.